Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I am sitting here in the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. How are you doing, Tom Dorian? Fantastic. How are you? I'm just fine and dandy. We're all giddy today. I know. I don't know why, but we are. I know why. Too much sugar? Well, today's a mail day. You know, the mailman came. mail day. Oh, M-A-I-N. That's right. Mailman showed up. The email man. Is there such thing as an email man? (laughs) Shows up. Uh, you've got mail. There you go. Remember that from the old days, AOL. I do. I do. So the email man showed up today, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, we're gonna share an email on this episode. We do get some cool emails. Oh yeah, this one's a great one. This is a good one. This is a good one. In fact, uh, it's it's a guy uh, named Peter, and Peter lives in Colorado. So Peter in Colorado listened to a show we did recently. He's wrecking his car right now because he's like, that's me. That's me. Yay. No, I got his permission to do this, by the way. Okay. But but Peter uh, was listening to a show we did recently on mm-hmm. the Sacrament of Reconciliation and more from the perspective of coming back. Remember we did a show where it was like, yep. you know, all these different reasons why people avoid going back. Yeah, we pulled the cafe. That's right. Well, I remember. And so, so Peter is listen to that show and he had an experience himself and he wanted to relate that experience to us and we by the way love to get emails from folks and tell us yeah. what's going on in your life and um and so peter did that and i and i got his permission to do this but i want to read his email because we're going to sort of take this thing apart because i will just say it now ahead of time but peter gets it that's great you know peter really does get it and and uh and so we're going to go through this and i think it's also going to help others that's one of the things he actually said in his response to me after I asked him if we could use this. He said, you know, this, this could be an example for others. So, so we're going to read it. So he starts off, Dear Deacon Jeff, I love your show first and foremost, but when Bess does her church history portion, I just absorb it like a sponge. Now, I'm going to stop there. He scored big there, This man. is a long email, but we're going we're gonna to stop here because Peter's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. I don't know if he's married or not, but he should be. Because yeah. he knows instantly the first thing you do is give praise to the wife. Now, Bess's segment. You give praise where it belongs. Bess does this great church history segment. Uh, we do it every show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's my wife, by the way. And so she comes in. She does this segment. And, you know, she's got groupies. There are people that like, are you Bess Drzymski? You know, and it's like right. they push Tom and I aside and they want her autograph. Uh, and, and But he's smart. He recognizes uh, uh, just the value of that little segment. That right. little three-minute segment that Best does is is, is wonderful, it, it, and, it, and you know we're it. teasing about it, but it really is true. It is it is fantastic. It's it's neat to hear yeah. those kind of things. It is uh, about the church. Anyway, so let's get back to the rest of the email. I was raised a Catholic in New Jersey, but like some, I fell away. I have since come back to the Catholic Church and will never go astray again with the aid of prayers and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to stop again. There you go. So here's a guy. You know, he's been away. Mm-hmm. How many? So many. I experienced it. And so many people I talk to have experienced being away for years and years and years, mm-hmm. being born and raised Catholic and just falling away. Oh yeah. For whatever reason, whether it's an an actual uh, theological or ideological disagreement, right, right, or whether it's some kind of event, uh, an embarrassment, an argument, right. uh, you were slighted in some way, or whether it's like you fall into sin and you you know, and then all these different reasons. Yep. Um, and then. There's the difficulty of coming back, and so a lot of people can spend a lot of time. But what I love that he says here, mm-hmm. 
as he's, he, that he plans never to go astray again. And it reminds me of the Confidior. Mm-hmm. You know, with the help of your grace, I will sin no more and avoid right. the near occasion of sin. Right. It's just this idea of making this firm purpose of amendment. Right. So here's Peter making this firm purpose of amendment, and he says, I'll never go astray again with the aid of prayers and yep. the Holy Spirit. So yep. in other words, I'm not going to, on my own power, going to decide I'm never going to leave the Catholic Church again. Right. He admits openly that he needs to pray. Yeah, that's why you said he gets it. That's right, he gets it. He needs to pray, and he needs to, and the Holy Spirit's at work here. Absolutely. So he starts to tell a little bit about him. So he says, as a devoted podcaster to your show, I was very touched by your recent show on the Sacrament of Reconciliation. I live in the Diocese of Denver, Colorado. We have a great archbishop and are pleased to have extremely devoted priests here in Fort Collins. How great is that? Now, we'll stop again there. <laughs> Here's a guy that gets it. You know, he yeah. recognizes the value and the gift of priesthood. Yeah. And the, and the archbishop as the, as the shepherd of that flock. Right. Right, and so with respect and and seeing and he says the word devoted priests, you know, and so how many times you know are we so quick to a, a judge or accuse or right. whatever put somebody in a box? But just this idea that that a priest is somebody who devoted has devoted their life, right? Right, they're they're married to the church, yep, and recognizing that and that's that's a great thing and it's a seeing big deal. that well seeing that as a gift. Absolutely. That's all part of you, uh, you know, coming back and being part of the church is recognizing how the hierarchy of the church works. Seeing that bishop there. Right. Recognizing those devoted priests there as, as leading you to salvation. They're the, the, there to assist you. Right. And also seeing Christ in them in persona Christi. Right. Right. To recognize Christ in them uh, when, you, when, you, when you do that. It just changes your your whole life, your perspective That's about right. the church, doesn't it? That's right. Then it doesn't become this big political, uh, uh, you know, discussion about issues. You know, why does the church teach this about contraception or this about abortion or this about uh, same-sex attraction? It's not so much the issues as now you're you're throwing yourself fully into the body of Christ. Yeah, you're, hum- you're humbling yourself. That's right. You see your role, what you play in the body. Yeah, you're 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 being shepherded, and you know what? And that's a good thing. To be shepherded is right. something that a lot of us, especially in hard to do in a in a country where we're taught about rugged self reliance. Right? We're taught about picking ourselves up from our bootstraps and right. just doing what we have to do. Get out there and toughening up and whatever. And those are all good qualities, but to humble ourselves and to be led is another quality that is is especially necessary in our in our faith life. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's go on with this letter. What I'm writing about is my my experience with my first confession in nearly four decades. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, wow. Here at the Catholic Cafe, you know, we, we do math really well. That's 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. That is a long Peter time. Peter was a long, and you know what's amazing is Peter's only 35 years old. So I'm kidding. <laughs> He's not. You know, here four decades. So Peter seriously slipped into this non-church world for a long, long time. He did. And I don't know what... He didn't talk about his... Easy to do. Well, but he didn't talk about what he was doing during those four decades, whether he was actually, you know, campaigning against the Catholic Church's teachings or whether he was, like, just kind of showing up as a Catholic every so often, maybe a a Christmas and Easter. Remember the C&E Catholics? Yeah. Or the A&P Catholics, the ones that go to Ash Wednesday and Palm Sunday because they (laughs) they get something. You get a little take-home gift. Right, I've heard and, CEO, but I've never heard A and P. Well, A and P is funny. Yeah, it's an A and P Catholic, but but the point is, those are the, the casual Catholics, right? Right, not really right. taking all that stuff seriously, not really spending a lot of time thinking yeah. and pondering and praying. 
Well, so I don't know what his life was like, but he was away for 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 four decades. Right, right. And I don't know what his inspiration for coming back was. But at some point in time, we it all. It was you, Deacon Jeff. I'm Let's sure face it, was. it. Come on now. But the point is, <laughs> at some point, we all kind of start to realize that we've got fewer years in front of us than we do behind us. In other words, right. we start thinking, I I got to see, I got to make sense of all this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I only have so much time here in this. I got to make sense of it. And I'm imagining maybe that's where Peter's coming from here. Yeah. But he knew he had to come back. And so here's here's what he starts to do. He says, first, I did some research on the internet. Internet is good. It, is good. it can be bad. It can but be terrible. you know what? But he started doing inter- yeah. inter- research. Right. He started checking things out. There I found Catholics Come Home. See, one of the great things on the Internet is yep. like www.thecatholiccafe.com. There you which, go. And there is a link on our site to Catholics Come Home. But a great, right. a great website is Catholics Come Home. they got the, the great uh, – they're famous for those commercials they put on during the Super Bowl and stuff the like best. that. All right. Afterwards, I spent a lot of time examining my conscience. Now, i got to stop again here. I'm stopping mm-hmm. at every sentence this guy you says. You are. That's okay. Because he gets it. He does. So it's not a matter of, like, checking off a few boxes and I'm ready to come back to the church. Right. He ponders. He prays. Right. right. He thinks. He discerns. He examines his conscience. Right. He stops and says, am I worthy? And realizes, I'm not worthy, but thanks be to God, he loves me anyway. Right. But he, to realize you're not worthy, to realize that you've sinned, you got to examine your your conscience. Right. You got to stop and think. Well, what was a sin? What wasn't a sin? And he and he's also doing it with the Holy Spirit because he mentioned earlier oh, that through yeah. prayer and the Holy Spirit, you know, he'll keep on that path. And see, that's the best. That's a key right there. Of conscience. Right. Absolutely. You do that. Right. It's the best examination of conscience because it's going to be big. genuine. Uh, that's absolutely right. And he even talks about some stuff with the Holy Spirit uh, in, in a second. We're going to get to. Okay. Um, but he says, second, I made an appointment with a retired priest I highly admire. Think he was hard of hearing. Yeah, the, <laughs> no, a foreign language priest. Right, exactly. You know, I, I look for the Vietnamese priest who doesn't speak any English. Yeah, no, uh, Peter probably went to the guy that hears everything. You know what? He went I to guarantee the... guarantee he, he went. He went he, I think Peter wanted this to be genuine. Yeah. And he says it right here. A retired priest I highly admire. Yeah. Here's a guy that put in years, and, and Peter liked this guy. Yeah. And see, this is interesting because, I, again, I bring this up and look at this point that he makes here in this just in that one sentence how packed that is mm-hmm. with this idea of admiring a priest right somebody you recognize as someone who's going to give you a genuine good uh, experience oh yeah in confession a retired priest who's he got plenty he's of time he's got some time he's going to be able to sit and listen to to everything you got going on yep. and he's obviously done it for so many years he knows all of the different uh, he knows all the tricks aspects. he's heard it all yeah, he's heard it all it's yeah. like you're not going to surprise this guy right right and so and he makes an appointment with him right cuz you know he doesn't really know What's going to because it's going to take some time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's he does this stuff, um, and he really he really humbled himself too to do that. I, absolutely, because if you go to somebody you admire, that's tough to do. That's right, and you're going to tell the guy. By the way, it's been forty years, right? Which is that's rough. Yeah, yeah. Hard so, to admit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that one's going to be that one's that one's tough. Peter Scorn, and where he says he uh, admi- uh, met him, he says he was filling in at one of our local parishes as the regular priest. Uh, w- was on sabbatical mm-hmm. and it was an astounding experience that's great you know and and he said he said that you know father was just a very special man to him so it's like that's great so he he it was astounding yeah. so he did all these things right yeah. to have this experience and we're going to talk more about that experience when we get back because uh 
Uh, we have to take a break here because we got to talk. Uh, we got we got to hear from Bess, <laughs> my wife. Fast segment. I know. Well, we're going to do another wow. one. We're going to we're going to finish this out. Uh, but uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home that we have a great website. We've already mentioned it: www.thecatholiccafe.com. Mm-hmm. Got all kinds of great links to send you to the right places if you'd like more information about the Catholic Church. But also, I would love to hear from you, just like Peter did. I want you to send me an email, which is Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. Bestrzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. John Paul II was one of the most prolific popes in history. He left as a gift to the church thousands upon thousands of writings on virtually every topic regarding faith, morals, and the human condition. These letters, books, papers, proclamations, speeches, and homilies will be read, poured over, examined, critiqued, commented upon, argued over, and indeed treasured for years to come. The person of John Paul II is clearly revealed in his writings. A closer examination of his fruitfulness clearly demonstrates where his passions lay. He was intensely positive in his outlook on the Christian experience. He said, Do not abandon yourselves to despair. We are an Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. He was focused intently on the well-being of the family and saw in this domestic church the hope of future generations to be protected from negative influences in the world. He told us, The great danger for family life in the midst of any society whose idols are pleasure, comfort, and independence lies in the fact that the people close their hearts and become selfish. He was a strong and constant advocate for those most vulnerable in society. He said, The cemetery of the victims of human cruelty in our century is extended to include yet another vast cemetery, that of the unborn. He helped crystallize the Church's teaching on the necessary relationship between faith and reason. On this subject, he stated, Science can purify religion from error and superstition. Religion can purify science from idolatry and false absolutes. More than any other pope, he found himself on the world stage, addressing nations and championing the fundamental and God-given dignity of every human person. He wrote, Social justice cannot be attained by violence. Violence kills what it intends to create. He also loved the arts. He mused, I have a sweet tooth for song and music. This is my Polish sin. But perhaps his greatest quote was one that was never spoken out loud by John Paul II. As he suffered his final years, months, days, and hours to the very moment of his death, he never complained about his failing health. He took this dignified road to demonstrate to the world the need to accept the crosses which God gives us and willingly unite our suffering to those of Jesus. A lesson for us all. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm talking to Tom Dorian, my sidekick, trusted friend, 
Peter and, was right. And she Peter was good, was, wasn't she? That's right. Yeah. That's is great. That's why I married she was her. She's good. I did a, a first. Uh, I had to make sure that she was good with her voice and everything before we got married. Yeah. Because I knew I'd need somebody well, to you, do this. You definitely outpunted your coverage. <laughs> There's no doubt. I love the football reference. You like that? I'm so happily married to her. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all that aside, we're we're talking about Peter. Right. Looking at Peter's email here, mm-hmm. want to continue on? So now we're gonna we're in the confessional with Peter, which <laughs> this is an interesting place to be. Yes. Now we don't get into any kind of details here, but he does <laughs> point out some really important stuff here. He says, obviously, I had a lot of sins to discuss and get off my chest and shoulders. I mean, so he's got the weight of the world on him mm-hmm. at this point, and he realizes that. Father was amazingly gracious and intuitive. During the confession, I was alerted by the Holy Spirit to sins I did not want to acknowledge, but I knew in my heart that if I didn't speak up now, the confession would be pointless on my part. That's profound. Wow. I mean, this guy gets it. I'm telling you, Peter, man, you, you, you're you on fire here, buddy. He knocked it out of the park. Well, he realizes mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit, see, if you trust the Holy Spirit, if you do an examination of conscience, Papa, a lot of people have asked me, what if I forget? Mm-hmm. What if I forget a sin? Am I going to hell because I didn't, con- you know, that sin that it was like us, it's like I always say, you know, you just just trust God, trust God's mercy. Yep. Now, if you don't remember the sin, it, it may be that it wasn't necessarily a sin, or, or, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to help you remember. Right. Right. But just the, the first thing to do is just to trust God, right. especially if you've been away a long time. And so here, remember we talked earlier. He talked about you know, the, the aid of prayers and the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. also uh, Peter talked about an examination of conscience. Mm-hmm. And that's so that you won't have to, like, struggle through memory so much because right. you will have kind of processed, processed all that yeah, you're prepared. ahead of time. You're yeah. prepared. Exactly right. But here he even recognized the Holy Spirit said, okay, you're doing great, Peter, but you know what? There's a few more you got to work on here. Right. Remember this one? Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's what happens in a good confession. See, a good confession is like sort of a living, breathing moment. Oh, yeah. It's, it's something that takes on a life of its own, and a lot of people don't realize that, and they think they go in, they spout off some sins, but, you know, confession is really a conversation, oh, primarily yeah. a conversation between you and Jesus. That's exactly right. But you don't know what's going to happen. You don't. Now, you may go in there with a list of sins, and that's good. Right. You need to have that list of sins. You need to know what you're feeling bad about. Right. But, you know, you need to be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and right. here Peter was, and, and realize that, you know, if the Holy Spirit's telling me this... I need to confess it. And that's a moving moment for him. Yeah. And that's a big, big deal. When you're open like that, and then all of a sudden you realize, that's that's moving. That's emotional. Oh, absolutely. Here's what he says. He says, it was amazingly cleansing and cathartic. Yeah, there you go. I mean, this guy, yeah, so he's, I mean, think about that. Oh, no. When you walk out of the confessional and you make a good confession, you're thinking, you know what, Lord, I could get hit by a bus right now and I'd be okay with it. Take that. me now. You know, because you just feel so clean. <laughs> right. And that's he right. talked about... This uh, having this on his chest and on his shoulders, the weight of that. You know, an elephant sitting on your chest. Yeah. You know, they talk about people having heart attacks and their experience and all that kind of stuff. You know, right. what that feels like. Imagine the weight of sin like an elephant sitting on your chest. Yeah. Right? Or having to carry around that sin on your shoulders. Yeah. You know, like Jacob Marley dragging around a bunch of boxes with chains. And, and then it's, it's like, removed. Yeah. You're floating. The relief. I, I guarantee this guy was floating at that point. Oh, I, I, absolutely. He probably told everybody in his brother, I went to confession. I went to confession. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. great. That's that's absolutely fantastic. And if he hasn't, we just did. Yeah. You're there exactly you go. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> right. We're here for well, you, Peter. Then he goes on to say, "This is and this is the benefit. Right? This is the feast afterwards. Right. Right. The feast that the prodigal son receives when mm-hmm. he comes back as father. What does he do? He he accepts him. Then he throws him a big feast. Well, here's Peter's feast. When I went to mass that night and took the Eucharist, I was never so in love with Jesus before in my life. That's great. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That's because great. now, for some, you know, the, like, like Saint Paul, the scales are off his eyes. Right. He can, for the first time, see clearly. Yeah. And he can truly experience Christ in a way that's so profound yeah. that so many of us we build up these walls and like. Pharaoh did harden our hearts to the point where right. we don't experience Christ right. the way Christ wants us to experience Him, and so here's Peter getting that experience with Christ. Yeah, ah, it's so beautiful, and what a what a what a what a blessing. So then, there's more. You know, he's not done yet. Right. Since since then, I have been back to confession several times. Now I'm going to stop there again because a lot of people look at confession like a one and done thing. Like, well, I did. Let's like going to the dentist. Right. You know, they they see I have this experience. Like, well, I hate the dentist. Right. Never going again. Right. Or (laughs) I'll go, but it ain't going to be right now. Right. It's not going to be frequent. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, now get this big thing off of me. All right. I'm all good. This will last me for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not what's intended by the sacrament. Right. And so Peter realizes he's been back several times, he says. Mm -hmm. So the the idea of confession being this ongoing exchange, an ongoing relationship with Jesus. Right. Just like Eucharist. You right. don't just receive one Eucharist and that's it. Right. It's an ongoing thing. You need that grace on a, re- on a regular basis. That's exactly right. And you'll start to rely on it. you start to love it. you start to realize, I need this grace. Right. Right? You were just telling me you had just gone to confession and you're sitting there kind of bouncing out of your chair. Oh, yeah. That's a great feeling. It is a great feeling. And you, and you, want, to, um, you want to experience that as often as you can. Absolutely. Right? Especially when you need it, especially when it comes to sacrament of confession. And he says, now I look forward to going because I no longer have all the shame of nearly four decades of sin. Wow. Okay, so he looks forward. See, it's no longer the dentist for him. Right. You know, so he had four decades of sin. Well, that was keeping him from going to confession. Right. Now he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the chains with the boxes like Jacob Marley anymore. Right. He's free. Yeah. And so then as he needs that grace, as he continues to... Uh, work towards salvation as he continues to to grow closer to Christ in his life, and he will continue to fall in sin. Sorry to hear you know to say that, Peter, but that's the reality. We're mm. all going to do that, oh, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, he looks forward to it. Yeah, it's like you know, I look forward to a hot shower in the morning. Right. You know, I want to clean. Right. I wanna, and I look forward to that. It's like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's he. Instead of seeing confession. As a dentist visit, he sees it as a hot shower. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. So a much healthier, better perspective, and that's what the church would have in mind uh, for this sacrament. Yeah. So that's a, a, a great gift. And he says, after all is said and done, it has changed my life. I still to this day do not understand why some Protestants are so resistant to this incredible and freeing sacrament. And, you know, and so. That's funny. It's interesting he would mention the Protestants here, and, I, and he does this out of love, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I would, Peter, I would add to that. I don't understand why so many Catholics. Yeah, I think that's the first thing you say. Yeah, that's actually separated. what I thought when he said that. Yeah, he's getting ready to say, "Why do so many Catholics?" But really, he's he's actually thinking about evangelization. Yeah, right. This year, the evangel- new evangelization. So he's like, "I'm thinking about, man, they need to know this joy." They do, right? And not only that, but the joy of Eucharist, the joy of all these sacraments. And I got to tell you, though, we got some Catholics that we that, that need to listen to that show we did. 
and see if they see themselves in there. Because yeah. I, I saw myself in, in several right. of those reasons why I hadn't been to confession in years and years and years, 20-something years for me. And so it's like I understand where Peter's coming from. That's why I wanted to share his, his, uh, his letter um, yeah. on the air here. And, of course, he does end this, uh, God bless you, your family. And Tom Dorian. All right. Yeah, you get the. You he get said the last that one. seriously. Yeah. yeah, he sure did. He said Peter, right here. God man, bless you, you, your family, and Tom Dorian. I got a shout out. Yeah, exactly. Thank and, you. You know, Peter, uh, we thank you and uh, we bless you. Now, I, when I did send him an email to to see if this is okay, if I would read read this thing on here because I wanted to share this with everybody because I was so excited by it. He sent me one back and added a few more lines I really wanted to share with you. Okay. So in his reply back to me, he did he does mention something that's very practical. He says, I went in the confessional with a list on paper of my sins, the act of contrition written on it, and, of course, the words said at the beginning of a confession. That's how long it had been. You know, so There's nothing wrong with that. No, and that's a great idea. Even if you go monthly and you can't remember, there's nothing wrong with that. And the whole point is, right. to, and in fact, a lot of confessionals, A, will have like a little uh, act of contrition written there. You yeah. Know? So if you don't have it memorized, you would yeah. be able to recite it. And secondly... Most of them, if you go and sit with the priest, even if you sit face-to-face or behind the screen, right. either way, you say, Father, I've forgotten. They're yeah. not going to kick you out. They're not going to give you no. like a, a demerit and say, don't come in here. Don't darken the door of this confessional again until you have this memorized. Exactly. No, they're going to they're gonna work with you. Yeah, it's about your heart. Exactly. It's not, exactly. About, it's not about did you cross your T and dot your I on this. That's exactly right. So the point is, and, yeah. but he makes a good point here. Peter's he like, does. he was prepared. This guy was That's fully right. prepared. Yep to do this and he and he reiterates he did make an appointment because there was no way of knowing how long this would take right yeah you know because he was like making sure that uh yeah he got that retired priest you know and said, so, ah, this guy's gonna have time well anytime you have freedom you want to have as much accountability around you as you can and he's smart he's setting himself up for that accountability. and you don't want to and you don't want to put your uh, your confession you know you don't want to box it into like well i've got three minutes Right. Well, you're, right. you're not, you're not going to get through four decades, or in my case, you know, over right. two decades in three minutes. You're right. going to need to give yourself some time, and you need to make ma- making an appointment with a priest is a is a is a good idea. But yeah, not you're everyone making, wants you're to. You're making it a primary thing, but you don't have to. No, you, you don't. don't. You don't have to do that. You know, um, but you you're can, encouraged to. Well, because you, you're going to be <laughs> taking a lot of time in there, and and if there's a couple of people behind you wait they're like what did this guy do <laughs> you know you want you kind of want to be thinking about that but anyway yeah. uh, he does say oh it makes me so happy just thinking of the experience and he's so he's it's obviously still bubbling over all this but he does put a ps on the end of this uh-oh i thank jesus every day for forgiveness and the man who invented the paper shredder which is <laughs> funny so if you're going to write <laughs> If you're going to write your uh, sins on a piece of paper. Or fire. You yeah. can put fire in there. Hey, I like fire. In fact, I use that as a... That's uh, why charcoal grills are out there. When I, when I teach confession to little kids, yeah, I tell them to write a sin on a piece of paper. I don't uh-huh. show it to anybody. I'm very careful about that. And then I tell them, I, I light it on fire. I put it in a little bowl and light it on fire. And they go, that's what happens to your sins in confession. Oh, that's they, cool. They, they love that. Kids like fire, too. That's cool. Anyway. So this is a great opportunity, and it's a, it's a beautiful gift. I hope people hear Peter's testimony and maybe see themselves here. Right. See this as an opportunity to come back to be with Jesus, right, to receive his forgiveness in, in, the, in that sacrament of, of reconciliation. Amen. What a wonderful thing. Amen. Let's close in prayer. All right. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of reconciliation. Open our hearts, we pray, that we might see the profound blessing of this great sacrament. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. 
Amen. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.